This is the What the Fuck Show with me, Connor Fuck. Uh, you chose to listen to the show, be it through SoundCloud, iTunes, Pod Directory. Regardless, you are using satellite technology in 2015 to listen to a podcast about many things. It's about sports, it's about, it's about entertainment, it's about food, it's about friendship, about everything you like to think about, whether you're bored in class, you're sitting uh, with your girlfriend or boyfriend you don't want to listen to, maybe you're playing a video game, maybe you're in bad LA traffic like I usually am, and you want something to zone out to. What I can promise is witty banter informational humor, and uh, hopefully things that you learn about and want to add to your everyday life. Now, usually on the show, sports is the heaviest part of the show. Fantasy football, too, during the fall season. Today, we're going to go ahead and stray away from that. I'm going to talk more about kind of uh, different cultures. We got my friend Ian Hutchinson, plays in certain bands. He's a, a yo- future yoga teacher, and uh, overall, just a good guy. One of those Wisconsin people who are always really good and really nice to people. So today, we're going to talk about the different cultures, again, in Portland, of uh, of learning to become a yoga instructor, and the kind of music, the scene that is happening up north in Oregon. So I'm going to go ahead and call Ian right now. I want to remind you that this show, The What The Fox Show, is presented by Ferris Pizza in Bakersfield, California. The best pizza for the best price. It's family made and it's family improved. Thank you for listening. Now, Ian's coming up next. So I'm going to go ahead and call him right now. We're going to do the, another call-in portion of The What The Fox Show. Ian Hutchison is our guest this week. Happy November, everyone. Mr. Falk, how do you? Ian Hutchison, how's it going, brother? Welcome to The What The Fox Show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate uh, the invite. Well, this is crazy. I mean, you guys, we actually haven't talked in, in almost 10 years now, I think. I mean, that's when we met, 2005, uh, yeah, Long crazy. Beach. So, uh, I mean, Long what are the... Freshman year. Yeah, Long Beach State freshman year. So what else, What other than a way to reconnect over a podcast for, for uh, hopefully hundreds and, and thousands of people to listen to through iTunes or SoundCloud? That sounds pretty legit and regular, right? Re- regular protocol. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I described definitely. I described you a little bit coming into the show. Um, you know, one thing I would say is uh, after working in TV long enough, I've met a lot of people from different states, and I think you definitely fit the um, kind of the stereotype of someone from Wisconsin. And when I mean that stereotype, I mean someone who's really down to earth, really chill, and really just a pleasant to talk to. And I think it's part of why you and I were friends and started out being friends freshman year. And um, that's also why yeah. I want to have you on the show, man. Just a laid back guy who uh, is into a lot of different cool, interesting things. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I feel like uh, I'm going to exemplify. Uh, Wisconsin night, I'm your guy. Exactly, Wisconsin, and somebody who likes fish. You introduced me to the band Fish, which I had never, oh, or, totally. who had never heard before. That you're always big into music. You're always playing different bands, and uh, you're always a Packer fan. We'll get back, we'll get to that later. I want to jump into what you're doing in music right now. I know you're currently playing solo as Hungry Hutch in an Americana band up north in Portland. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I left uh, a band in Milwaukee when I moved out here. Uh, early last summer, you know, I was playing in like a, a jam band, electronic, electronica type jam band for like the last nine years when I started in college and we kind of hit our peak, you know, playing in uh, bars, clubs, played a few music festivals, got to play at Somerset, you know, opening up for bands like, uh, you know, Aspect Bass Nectar and stuff like that. Oh, that's awesome. So that was uh, probably the peak experience of that, but, you know, I, I got kind of, kind of tired of the spending every weekend, uh, you know, at a bar. You know, playing music till 3 a.m., not getting home in bed till 5 a.m. Yeah. While working as a as a nurse during the week, you know, on a regular schedule. Okay. Well. Kind of tough on me, but then um, yeah, moving out here, I just kind of took a two months off of playing gigs and playing live, and then uh, just via Craigslist, um, found this band, Sockeye Sawtooth, and they're kind of more alt country Americana, and I just I just picked the old six string and tried to do like some. We guitar work with them, and then uh, then actually I opened up for my last show doing my solo act. And I just like to you know write folk songs, bluegrass songs, songs about whiskey, songs about women, stuff like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, so it's been fun just um getting to know the Portland music scene because you know Portland is a very music friendly town. There's always stuff going on. There's a million live music venues here. Um, I've only you know been to. Uh, a handful of them so far. 
dunk it, get out as much as I'd like to. But it's a huge music town, and there's you know tons of opportunities. What would you say? What would you say the difference is so far? The audiences, you know, you've played in Wisconsin a lot of years, and you know, a lot of different kinds of music, a lot of different venues. Now you're up to the, uh, you know, Northwest, kind of a booming town in terms of like culture and new things that are happening. What would you say? Can you kind of notice the differences between the audiences you're playing for? Oh yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd say variety. You know, there's a lot more variety um, here in Portland. Okay. Because Portland's a big transplant town, you know. Yeah. I think there's like something like twenty thousand people moved here last year and you know, in terms of the population it's about the same size as Milwaukee you know uh, metropolitan you know kind of like the 500 to 600,000 I mean, I'm just not sure exactly what it is now but that's a lot of accurate and uh, you know there's just a big big uh, huge difference in you know different scenes of music here you know there's a really big metal scene I got a buddy who's real into, into wrestling metal and then there's you know a huge hip hop scene here you know, I'm, I'm kind of in and out of all of them. I don't really have a specific genre. I mean, I'm, I'm playing in an Americana band, and I'm doing, doing a solo, just like a singer-songwriter stuff, but I, will, I listen to it all, and I've, and I've seen a lot of it, and you know, you'll see all types of people at shows. You know, people like dressed in their business casual, getting off work. They decided to go out for happy hour, and then just kept it going to, you know, all kinds of hippie kids and hipster kids and, you know, everything in between. That's that's pretty awesome, man. You got so many different types, from hippies to hipsters to the uh, young professionals to the semi-professionals, the business casual kind of people who want to come watch some music. Now, what, what kind of what kind of transpired to, to begin your um, your trek that you decided to leave from being up in the Mideast, you know, in Wisconsin? I know you went to UW, uh, studied there and whatnot after after Long Beach, and um, I'm very close yeah. to the community from everything I've heard. Being in Wisconsin, being from there. Um, I've yeah. met people from Minnesota, Wisconsin. They're all just very family-oriented and very nice people. So what made you kind of pick up everything and move out to Portland? Yeah, it was tough to leave, but, uh, you know, I had I had done the trek before, you know, when I moved out to Long Beach. So I yeah. knew I could leave, and I could always, you know, head back whenever I want to. Actually, I'm going back to go deer hunting and going back for uh, Thanksgiving here next week. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's only a plane ride right away. But uh, I was out here for my uh, cousin's wedding last fall. Um, and then I met my current girlfriend actually at the wedding, at the wedding, um, that was over by Hood Mountain. And we just started talking there. I think I kind of complimented her. I told her she was pretty and then ran away and like drank <laughs> one and came back and told her she was pretty again, something like that. But, uh, anyways, we got to talking and, uh, came out here to visit her and we just kind of hit it off and lo and behold, I, uh, just packed up my car and drove out here. That's awesome, man. I mean, definitely taking the leap, which, yeah. which I think a lot of people think about every day. They want something different, but it can be really scary to go ahead and change that much in your life. So props to you for being willing to do something like that. Now once now that you're in Portland, I know there's some new things you've kind of jumped into. Yoga. I know that you're actually studying to become an instructor. Now, were you into yoga in, in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, or is it be something you've really kind of held on to and uh, enjoyed in, yeah. uh, in Oregon? Uh, I got into it maybe about five years ago, but um, I didn't take it, you know, I didn't take it as seriously as I do now. I, I kind of got into it just for like a different type of workout. You yeah. know, like kind of got you know you you go to the gym, you lift weights, you run, you have bikes, whatever. You know, all that's good and great, but sometimes you just want to do something different. So Absolutely, I kind of yeah. when I first got into it, I was doing it maybe once a week, once every other week, and I was doing uh, Bikram, uh, you know, high yoga, which is just twenty six postures. It's the same twenty six postures each time. It's like ninety minutes. And you just sweat all all kinds of toxins and. That was good for me because when I was living in Milwaukee, I was definitely drinking a lot. Uh, it's definitely a Milwaukee, <laughs> Milwaukee culture thing. Yeah. But um, after moving out here, 
and kind of realizing the, the spiritual aspect of yoga is really what I like the most. Um, and you really just get to connect with your breath, you're connecting with your inner spirit, um, and then you're in a classroom with you know, upwards of 30, 40 other people who are all breathing at the same time, moving at the same time, and it becomes a very rhythmic and, and almost uh, spiritual spiritual thing. And then you okay, okay, you, let me stop you for a second. So someone who hasn't taken yoga, I've done it twice, and I can't tell you I knew much about it. I mean, I kind of realized how I was really sore afterwards, so I enjoyed that. And it was again, it was yeah. me wanting to try as many different kind of exercising formats as I could. You know, lifting weights and doing sets and running starts getting boring eventually, and you just need more. And it's yeah. nice to have a workout where you're not really thinking you're working out, and then you kind of trick yourself into exercising. So, you know, let's start with the physical parts of yoga. What exactly can it do for someone who's listening? You know, imagine me, like I'm just an audience member and people listening out there who don't know anything about yoga and want to get into it as it is booming in every state. You know, you can imagine in Portland it's going to be big and in places like uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, but there's a lot of places out through America where people I don't really think have access. What are the physical traits and uh, really positives from doing something like yoga? You honestly, you hit every muscle in your body. You know, if you go, if you go to like a 60-minute power yoga class, especially if it's heated, and then you'll the heat really allows you to open up your your muscles and stretch more. Okay. Um, and you kind of loosen you loosen joints you didn't know were tight. And that's mm. probably why you were really sore the next day because uh, you probably stretched a lot deeper than you usually stretch. Totally. Yeah. And then that in turn, that in turn, strengthen those muscles from the next day once they tighten back up. You know, that's kind of why it's almost an addicting thing is because once you start really lengthening and stretching your, your body and loosening it up, and when it feels tight like it used to, you just you want to go back for more. Now, will this include, uh, does it help it tone your body? Does Will people see a difference after a while of yoga that their body will be more toned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, just, I've noticed myself. I mean, I when I first moved out to Portland, I was, you know, drinking all the new beers, eating all the new foods, lots of food here. I think I gained like 15 pounds. Uh, over the summer, and then I, you know, kind of was like, oh shoot, I better get back on, get back on track. And after just doing yoga for a month straight every day, you know, I just shed, shed off all that weight and I'm toned back up. And and that was without any kind of running. You know, I, I ran all summer long, but I was still gaining weight and uh, you know, kind of not feeling my healthiest. Mm. But um, it's, it's definitely a practice. You know, you have your days where you get in the studio and you're not feeling so strong, you're not feeling so motivated. But then that's just how you feel that day, and you come back the next day, and you might just be totally amped up and, and ready to to meet yourself at the edge, and you know take it to the next level. Now I've also read that like you know it can lower blood pressure. Obviously, it can lower stress, which is something part of it. So when it comes into the whole, you know, consciously spiritual part of yoga, what is it that it taps into that I think people would really be surprised with? Because I think a lot of people choose that. It's kind of it, yoga is not just an exercise; it's kind of a way of life, right? Namaste is kind of the way you start yeah. looking at life and things. So, can you tell us a little bit about what that includes and, and how that affects you? Yeah, the biggest thing is just being present. You know, most Americans, myself included, um, we're constantly looking forward to the next thing. Like, oh, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do that. If I had this, I'd be happy. If I had more of that, I'd be happy. But uh, when you practice yoga, you're practicing being present, mm. and so the biggest part for the actual physical uh, practice of yoga, you're you know, connecting your breath with your movements. And when you're connecting each movement with either an inhale or an exhale, that makes you completely present uh, in that moment. Mm. So you'll find yourself, when, you, when, you're in a, when you're in a yoga class, if you are being present, um, you know, time will just, all of a sudden, an hour will be gone and you'll have been thinking about your breath the whole time. You know, the goal is to not be thinking about 
you know, what you have to do later in the day. Uh, uh, for instance, I like to practice in the morning. I always go to the studio in the morning. And sometimes it's a, you know, sometimes it's a struggle to not think about how much stuff I have to do during the day, you know, because I'm, you know, working a full-time job and then maybe going to band practice after work and, you know, got to do this, got to do that. But the goal is when you're in the studio to just drop all of that, you know, leave your brain at the door and connect with your breath and just tap into your inner self. Well, absolutely. That sounds like something a lot of people can use. You know, you think we're always stressing. I have a hard time sleeping at times, and I'm thinking about the next day's work on set, what I'm going to be having to do, exactly. and I'm just thinking about all those things, and it, and it really gets in the mood of my rhythm and how important sleep is. And I think, you know, people yeah. think they go to the gym and you work out, and that's kind of a way to escape too, which it is. But then all you have around you is people on their cell phones. You have TVs. You have laptops out. So you're still in the middle of the mix of all the media and everything. So you're saying you go to yoga and you really get to be present. You know, you have all that technological things kind of get in the way. And you really get to relax. And I think part of that communal feel of being able to relax and and, and, uh, and just lower all the stress with a bunch of people. So do you, do you kind of become oh, friends? Is it easy to become friends and and, uh, and kind of build relationships, relationships with people that you practice yoga with? Oh, definitely, yeah. And, and since joining the, the teacher training program, you know, I've made a lot of uh, really good friends. And it's all people who who have found that, you know, being present has really made their life more enjoyable. Hmm. You know, and more, and definitely more um, stress-free. Yeah. I mean, I still have tons of stresses, and I still have, you know, my patients at work, you know, be, you know, calling me, calling me bad names, whatever, saying they don't want me to be their nurse ever again, yada, yada, you know, with, uh, you know, psychiatric patients but um you know i just gotta let that go and not let it get to me and that's that's part of one of the things that yoga can definitely do that's awesome. So so you helping people physically already being a nurse. So props for that, dude. Thank you for all that you do. I mean, it's a very important position. And obviously, let's be honest, yeah. should be paid more than it should already. Um, so what made you kind of decide that you wanted to teach people as well in, in terms of the spiritual aspect and becoming a yoga instructor? Well, I just think, um, you know, my, my way of viewing healthcare in general is treat the mind first. Okay. And, uh, you know, nursing is it's good and you can definitely you know, be helping people a lot and bringing to be nurses, but I think I've got more to offer in terms of, you know, getting to the, getting to the root of things. And if you can, if I could just, you know, be a good yoga teacher and get, you know, 20 more people in the studio every day, then that's 20 more people who are way less likely to develop, you know, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know, strokes, stuff like that. I mean, these are the, the prevalent health concerns in America, I mean, there's a, you know, and as you start to practice, you know, yoga more too, you listen to your body more, so, you know, I found that the more I do it, the less I'm overeating, you know, just stuffing things in my face blindly, you know, over drinking, yeah. because I'm actually listening to my body more. Absolutely. Well, all those things that you're saying, I think, things that sometimes I deal with, and I think that a majority of people listening in America, as you said, are kind of those uh, those flaws and those those pitfalls that we have to deal with in our everyday life. I'm speaking with Ian Hutchinson, lead guitarist, nurse, yoga instructor, overall just a good guy. You're listening to the What the Falk Show with me, Connor Falk, available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pod Directory. It's a show about everything you like to think about, whether you're bored at work, maybe you're in traffic, and maybe you just don't want to listen to your boyfriend or girlfriend. The show is presented by Ferris Pizza. <laughs> The best pizza for the best price in Bakersfield, California. Now, Ian, you know, uh, kind of being a fish out of water, landing in Portland, what were some things that were really surprising? What was kind of the most surprising thing of your first few days in Portland that you did, have never really experienced anywhere else? Uh, well, there's murals everywhere, which okay. I really like. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of weird people, um, which I think I should write in because I'm 
can do weird things from time to time, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's um, a Portland kind of saying or, like, bumper sticker everywhere. It's called, you know, just keep Portland weird. Okay. And uh, it's, it, you know, it's, it's everywhere. You know, you'll see that on murals, you'll see that on bumper stickers, and T-shirts, and, you know, you'll be sitting outside in the summer, and then there's a guy biking down the street on a unicycle wearing a Darth Vader mask, blowing, uh, blowing a bagpipe that shoots fire. That sounds awesome. And then you just kind of, yeah, I saw that for the first time, and we were on Burnside Street, and he was just, you just like went right down, and I was like, whoa, are you serious? Did I just see that? <laughs> you know, and this is, a, this is a city that has the world naked bike ride, which I went on this year, you know. Okay. Like thousands and thousands of people get together in a park. They all strip down, and then just like tour the city on bikes. It was, it was wild. Yeah. How cold is so it? That's something I wouldn't, wouldn't have seen in Milwaukee, but, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a silly silly time silly silly area here silly area how cold is it during the winter you're starting to get that your first winter in portland uh you know we're in the fall yeah, winter soon um, is it pretty chilly or what I, you know in the mornings the last couple of days it's been about 45 but then it gets up to like you know 63 64 um it's been rainy the last week or so which i'm dealing with you know i'm a sunshine person i'm a worship the sun kind of guy yeah. but um the, the sun does poke out for at least an hour to two hours every day even if the forecast says rain for a week straight, you're going to see sun every day. And so I always try to get outside during those times. Um, but I was here last last February, and I was wearing jeans and a t-shirt outside. And it was like, you know, 68 degrees, whatever. But then as soon as I got back to Milwaukee, I had to put on all my clothes that I had in my, in my bag. And it was like no negative 20. So Yeah, I can tell you. You get, the, you get the rain, you get the storms, but you really you don't get the, the low temperatures. You don't get the snow, just, uh, you know, snow-type hurricanes that you were in, I mean, being in, in Wisconsin. I got to tell you, I've been really spoiled. I'm from California. It gets cold in Bakersfield, sure, but I've been in SoCal now since I was 17, since I knew you. Um, so I'm totally used to that L.A. weather. I love the fall. I love the winter here in California. And I can't even imagine what it would be like to have to, like, shovel out snow out of my driveway just to leave to get to work or class. That would just be – I already try to get up as late as possible just to get as much sleep as I can. So to have to take out an extra hour – to shovel snow off my car yep. and drive, which just sounds, that sounds fucking shitty, bro. I got to be honest. Uh, I do not, I, I'm not interested in that, but I, I, I thought a lot about Oregon, actually. I have a friend, close friend from high school, Mallory Musselman. She's actually a professor at the University of Oregon. And I've always talked about how I love overcast weather. I love the trees and the green and everything. And I like, you know, I like more of a laid back lifestyle here. kind of people. And uh, she's always told me, come up to Oregon, check it out, see what you think. Um, so it's definitely, you know, I might, I might be up there pretty soon, you know, visiting you, Ian, coming to your, uh, coming to your show and, uh, and be you like, should, man. You I'd know. love to show you around. There's, uh, there's lots of stuff to do, lots of hikes to go on. The city is beautiful. There's tons of bridges to bike across. That's awesome. And there's all kinds of little, little pockets of neighborhoods to go see and different things to do. So I'd love to have you. So it is, it is, uh, just like Portlandia, right? Have you watched the show on Netflix? Like the IFC show? It is pretty there similar. Are, there are scary differences the city and that show because I have seen that show and actually they were filming it um, earlier this summer they were filming an episode down my street and I was like weird I've been to that place a lot I'm going to have to look for that episode I haven't haven't aired yet but I'm going to wait for that Okay, well, we talked about your yoga a little bit and why people should do it. It sounds like spiritually, physically, there's just a lot of a lot of advantages for practicing that sort of exercise. You know, you, you said your Hawkeye Hawkeye Bone Tooth. I'm sorry, is the name of the band you're in right now? Hungry Hutch. What's uh, the- um. My solo act is Hungry Hutch. I got a Reverb Nation page, ReverbNation.com okay. slash Hungry Hutch. Nice. But then uh, the band I'm 
band I'm playing lead guitar for is called Stock Eye Sawtooth, and that's kind of like a Americana folk. Uh, alt country type band. I love it, absolutely. We'll go ahead and have a link for your uh, for both pages on this uh, on this episode for the sound class. People can go ahead and find your music in the future. Now uh, let's get into one oh. thing that I know. You know, I don't want to go too sports heavy or movie heavy on this episode. For once, I wanted to kind of keep it out, but I gotta talk about your Packer love. I mean, you're actually from Wisconsin. You've been to games, and oh, yeah. um, so I re- I'm yep. not gonna say I res- I do kind of respect your Packer fandom a little bit more because you know Packers, Steelers, Cowboys are all those teams that the 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 fair weather fan just grabs onto. You no, no matter what state they're in. Yeah. I've been a Raider fan my whole life, as you know. And uh, after 13 years, we're finally starting to look like a good team. You have the Packers with another Hall of Fame quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. Um, yep. I mean, is that is it really as big as a family atmosphere going to Lambeau as you think, being an outsider? Oh, it's, it's, it's huge. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Rodgers at Lambeau, but I did see Brett Favre play there. And, uh, and I think it was a game, actually, where he gave the, the, ref, the ref a little slap in the butt after he threw a touchdown. <laughs> Um, and um, but yeah, I know people people love the Packers, and there's, there's Packer bars here in in Portland, and you, you go to everyone's wearing their the Packer gear, and you know, it's a little disappointing having them move to Carolina and uh, the for the last two weeks. But honestly, I think that's going to be our only two losses. We got Minnesota, or sorry, we got the Lions coming to Green Bay uh, this coming weekend, then we're at Minnesota, and then uh, we're at the then we got the Bears coming to um. Green Bay, so playing three division rivalries this coming up week, and you know, I always love those division rivalry games. They're, it was a lot of fun, you know, to to heckle Bears fans, heckle uh, you know Vikings fans, and you know, and I got a cousin who's a Lions fan. We just kind of don't talk about it on Thanksgiving, but <laughs> it is fun. Absolutely. Well, would you say um, is it really as hard to get a ticket to Lambo as you hear? Like, is it really a list, and people have to die for you to get a chance to see a game? There's a, there's a list. Yeah, I I put my name on the list in like 2004 when I was in high school, and I think when I joined the the list, this is for season tickets, by the way. Um, okay. To have actual season tickets, I think I was like number 103,000 or something like that. And I'm oh. down to I'm in like the 80,000, 80,000s now. So holy crap! After more than 10 years, you only moved. Uh, you only moved, uh, yeah. what, 30,000 in, in uh, seeing this the Packers. Is, uh, this is my reason for, for doing yoga. I want to live a long life so I can <laughs> you know, be a ticket holder. Yeah, so anybody listening to yoga can possibly help you stay around long enough to see the teams that you want. Um, luckily, I'm not going to have to join yoga today, hopefully, to see the Raiders make the playoffs in the next four years. I thought I might. You know, I thought yeah. I'm, they, I might have gray hair and be a, a big fat yeah. father or something by the time they were actually competitive, but luckily it's happened now. You know, funny enough, big, look, Derek Carr, our new quarterback, is from my hometown. Like everyone else from Bakersfield, oh, I've, really? I've met David Carr. I've met, yeah, I'm from Bakersfield. He's from Bakersfield. I've met David. I've never oh. met Derek. Um, so it's just kind of full circle. Wow. It's funny. I never knew that the possible savior of our franchise awesome. is was from the same place I was. You know, everyone remembers David yeah. getting drafted. It was really pride for our hometown. You know, I was rooted for Fresno State. It was really close to us. They had the V for the San Joaquin Valley, which is um, where we're from. So I always had a lot of pride for him. Cool. And then the way it worked out for him, just really bad. I mean, getting sacked so much, the guy just never got an opportunity. Offensive line, you know, uh, was always uh, was always lacking. And then it turns out his little brother that none of us knew much about turns out to be the guy who comes in is probably going to be a perennial Pro Bowler. So it's just funny how that works, you know, being a fan of a team yeah, and, and how it goes from there. Um, now, let me ask you, who's your favorite Packer of all time? Is is it Brett or is it Aaron or who's taking that mantle? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's got to be Aaron. Um, got such composure. Uh, I mean, of course, growing up in the Red Fire era, you know, I love that, but yeah. I think he burned a lot of bridges when he uh, went to the Vikings, to be honest. Yeah. yeah there's a big uh, upset in Packer Nation. You know, he's forgiven. He's forgiven. He's retired his jersey in, in Lambeau, and that's cool. But, um, you know, 
if you were to ask me who's my favorite character of all time, I'm, I'm going to go with Rodgers. You know, with Rodgers, who I think as well, i got to admit it, uh, Brett Favre is a great competitor, but if I had needed one quarterback to start a game, I think I would take Aaron Rodgers over time, over, every time over Brett. Just the guy can do things that I've yeah. never seen players do when a combination of mobility and accuracy on the run. Um, the California native is in Wisconsin, and he's really started to do some important things. Um, so this week, the Packers are playing uh, Detroit. Do you think it's a, it's an easy win yep. this week? Yeah? What's going on with Eddie yeah, Lacy, yeah, man? We, Eddie Lacy is just screwing my fantasy season, dude. Is he going to get a chance, or is Starks, Maybe. the old man from Buffalo, going to do yeah, something? Starks, Starks kind of taking over that number one spot, but... Um... He'll come around. He'll, he'll definitely be in the end zone a few times. He's too good. He's too good not to, right? We've seen two straight years, and I mean, it, that's one thing I've been reading about what the Packers have been lacking. You know, Aaron Rodgers is great and he's mobile and everything, but he can't do that every play. He needs some first down from the running game to open up that defense a little bit. Totally. Totally. Okay, bro. Well, last thing I'll ask you: favorite movie, favorite TV show, maybe something listeners haven't listened to or watched. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Star Wars. Uh, the whole series. Okay. And then uh. Anything by Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Um, the all-time favorite movie, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray. Oh, man. Great movie. I love Bill Murray. I just watched Kingpin. I remember how good of, good of a job he did in that. Did you ever see that one, the bowling movie? Oh, yeah. Good times. Yep. Okay, yep. F- favorite Star Wars, then, of all six. Which one's your favorite? Oh, the original. Oh, Star Wars? Star Wars. That's Star Wars 3, then. No, 4. Star Wars 4, New Hope? Yeah, yep. Uh, New Hope, yep. That's the one that's got to be my favorite. I mean, just growing up, you know... That was we did watch that you know a couple times a year, you know on, on uh, Christmas you know, getting together with cousins after we all open our presents whatever we always watch Star Wars. Yeah, are you going to be in Wisconsin when you watch the uh, the new one? Uh, I'm, when does it come out? I think I will be actually the 18th, December 18th. Yeah, yep. I'm I'm going to be uh, I'm going to fly in back to Wisconsin the 19th, going deer hunting on the uh, 21st I believe. Then I've got a whole week to hang out before Thanksgiving, so I'll probably be catching Star Wars with my old man. Awesome, man. It looks pretty good, and I've heard good things, so um, I'm hoping for... Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the you know, the newer ones that they came out with, but uh, this one certainly looks legit, and it looks like it's kind of going to get back to what made Star Wars awesome. So, uh, Ian, I just have a few questions for you. Is this your favorite podcast that you've ever been a guest on? Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I can't say I've been on one before, but this is definitely, uh, definitely setting the... Really high. I love it. So as of now, I'm the best podcast host and podcast you've oh, ever been a part yeah. of. Absolutely. Yeah. Who would have known that guy that you met, you know, walking around in Long Beach, none of us knowing anybody, just moved there, not from the town or anything. Like, hey, what's up? Just become friends through sports and uh, I think just chill attitudes and then uh, start hitting the house yeah. parties. And here we are 10 years later talking about That's it. Awesome. Blessed to be alive. Blessed to have the opportunity to, to have a podcast like this. Blessed to be working. So overall, I think we can say yeah. thanks. You know, Thanksgiving's coming up, and I'm certainly thankful, and I think you are as well. Yeah, life is good, man. Life is good. Life is good. So we talked yoga. We talked about we talked about Hawkeye Sawtooth. We talked about um, Hungry Hutch. About your uh, your band. We're gonna have that your solo act that we're gonna have. We're gonna have a link to that on the SoundCloud. And we talked about your love for the oh. Packers. An actual legit Packer fan, being from Wisconsin. Ian Hutchison, I really appreciate you having on the show, you being on the show. Do you want to give listeners your uh, any kind of social media shout out where they can find you? Maybe if you have a SoundCloud or a or um, a Twitter that you want to, or Instagram or anything like that you want to connect with. Yeah, Instagram, uh, hungry underscore hutch, hungry hutch, um, and then same thing on on uh, Reverb Nation stuff. So. On Reverb Nation. Yep. Okay, Ian, dude, I appreciate you being on the show, man. I'm gonna talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and let me know when you're going to be in Portland, all right? I will, absolutely, bro. Later. All right. Take care, bud. 
So that was Hungry Hutch, Ian Hutchison. I've known him 10 years now. And uh, it's great having this show because I get a chance to connect with people I haven't seen in a long time. And I thought this was a great opportunity to talk with an interesting person about the interesting things in their life. We talked about yoga, about the spiritual and physical aspects of what that can do for your life. It's certainly something that I'm going to get more into now. After having Adam Hay on the show, The Organic Farmer, I've tried to eat more organic foods. I felt that's been helpful. So now I think yoga is the next step of something to try to kind of do as many positive things and good things you can for your body. Um, go ahead and find his music, Hungry Hutch. We're going to have the, the link to his Reverb Nation and his band. You're going to see them at a local bar or a venue in Portland. So go ahead and shout out and say you're a fan of the What the Falk Show and you love listening to Ian Hutchison. Um, you can find us each week, SoundCloud, My WTF Show, Facebook, My WTF Show, Twitter, at My WTF Show. If you're a fantasy football fan, you're more into sports, you can always find them. It'll be sports info and, and analytics and advice on the Twitter. Very active on that. we got a big week ahead in week 10 here. Um, really come down to the wire if you're going to make the playoffs. My name's Connor Falk. I do a podcast about things I love to talk about. Hopefully you love to listen to it. I'll talk to you next week and have a wonderful week in the second week of November.